Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today we're talking about how to make at least, at least $100,000 in the first 100 days of 2024. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> we're going to be giving you, uh, it's going to, what, this is three-part show? Four-part show. Four-part show. We're going to be giving you an exact plan on how to make at least $100,000 selling real estate, not, you know, fixing screen doors or doing nope. mortgages, selling real estate in the first 100 days of 2024. Yes, side hustles not included. That's right. Okay, so launch yourself into success in 2024 with the first 100 days being the most successful you've ever experienced. With rates coming down and inventory going up, you're poised to roar in 24. And some people are saying they're expecting to have a new roaring 20s. Hold on. Did I you can get behind th- that. Did, did you think of that, roar in 24? I probably write it somewhere. Oh my gosh. I can't gosh. take total credit, but I, I like say, it. That's good copywriting. It is. So don't wait until the calendar flips to get into action. We're going to show you how on this podcast series. So part one, we're going to talk about four rules to follow to be successful, earning at least 100,000 in 100 days. You might say... We're kind of selling you on the fact that, yes, you can actually do this. And what we're also trying to do is convince you that you should not be waiting until whatever spring is to you before you decide to get your butt back in gear. Yeah. Frankly, you sh- if you've been listening to us uh, for a long period of time, as tens of thousands of you have, you'll know that your new year effectively started in October. In other words, 2023 in October was the start of your 2024, if you've been following along with us, because that's really how you build momentum going into the new year. But we're going to present and the assumption that you did not prepare yourself uh, and you're just as effectively getting started mentally and emotionally. So in 2024, you'll have financial abundance. But what matters most is you take action on the things we're about to give you. Perfect. So the average sale price in the United States is currently 412000 I looked that up the day I wrote this, which hasn't been uh, more than two days ago. That makes the average commission about 12000 And by the way, I got that from several sources, but you can actually, Forbes.com has a little widget where you can enter your zip code or your town and find out what your personal average in your area is. Average sale price. Average sale price. So adjust accordingly, but I'm using the national average. That makes the average commission about 12000 And after 20% of expenses, that gets you to about 9600 net per deal. You'll need about 10 deals to make $100,000 in 100 days. Now, obviously, if you are with, say, for example, the company Julie and I are affiliated with, which is uh, EXP Realty, you could make substantially more than that if you've capped. And so EXP Realty, just it's a great, great place to mention, if you are, as many of you are, searching for a broker upgrade, let's have that conversation because you can adjust all of these numbers up if you're with EXP Realty. In many cases, you'll make substantially more money. So let's have that conversation. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206, or there is a link below in the show notes where you can learn more about our EXP Realty group. And uh, there's three videos in there that we want you to watch and all the benefits of aligning with Julie and I at EXP Realty. But we're using these, when Julie's preparing these numbers, we're using what we think are kind of what the average agent will be receiving, not someone who's wised up and joined EXP Realty. For those of you who are ready to take the next natural step and join us at EXP Realty, scroll down below, click the link to learn more about our revenue share group, which is called Libertas. Or if you're ready to join and you're looking to land the plane, 
It would be our, our honor and our pleasure to be your eXp Realty sponsor. And all you have to do is text me at 512-758-0206. Or frankly, if you're filling out the application today and you're wanting to uh, name us as your sponsor, just look for Julie Harris from Georgetown, Texas, and choose her as your sponsor. And then you are automatically part of our revenue share group. All right. So again, the average sale price, and as Tim just mentioned, many of you can adjust accordingly up, uh, is about 412000 That means you need 10 deals to make at least 100000 in 100 days. Everyone listening to this podcast can 100% accomplish this goal, assuming that you follow the plan. And that's why it's going to take us a several podcasts to lay out the plan for you. Once you've done this the first time, and our coaching clients will attest to this, you can then lather, rinse, and repeat. There will absolutely be an influx of people buying and selling real estate in the next 100 days. We know this because it is based on an increasing number of mortgage applications for the past five weeks. Just when rates started to go down, mortgage applications went up. And that's not even counting the cash buyers, right? And there's also, if you look at every single leading indicator of what the direction the economy is going to go, though there was some uh, dubious information about employment, but what that's going to do is, is uh, the Fed will use that as an excuse to lower rates and, you know, monetary supply policy and all that aside, we're not going to pontificate about that. We have our friend Peter Schiff that does that for us when we have him on as a that's guest. That's true. But the moral of the story is it will result in lower mortgage rates. And we know lower mortgage rates will result in, guess what, more homes for sale. Listen to Julie and I's uh, show that we did. We did five shows on our 2024 real estate predictions. You can uh, obviously get today's notes and all of the notes from all of our podcasts when you scroll down below. All you got to do is open up the show description, open up the notes. And sometimes iTunes um, will edit the, or like limit the amount of notes we put in there, but you'll at least get most of them. Where you can find all of our notes that aren't edited is over on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. And whether you're reading our notes along with us on today's show or all of our shows, and by the way, these notes are great for you to use if you're doing training yourself, of your team members, if you're an office manager, if you're a broker, it doesn't matter. Go ahead and use these notes. Um, and when you do, there's a link in the notes for you to join Premier Coaching. It is the next natural step for all of you to really get make the most of what we do believe is going to be the start of a long, 2024, it will be the start of a long-term, ever-increasing uh, real estate, I'll dare I say boom, but we really do feel that that's what's Absolutely. going to be happening. I agree with you. Okay, so decide now when you're going to start your 100-day sales streak. Chart it on your calendar and count work days versus non-work days. It doesn't have to be 100 consecutive days. You'll need a break now and then, and you may have some other plans already in your calendar, so adjust accordingly, but do make the commitment if you don't do this step, you're probably not going to do the rest of the plan. And do that calendaring out where you're looking at the next 100 days, the days you'll be working and not working. Literally, physically take a calendar on the days you're going to be working. Maybe you put a dollar sign on that day. The days you're not going to be working, put an X. If you have a family or if you have other commitments, make sure, especially if you have little kids, make sure you're uh, letting them know uh, the days you're working and not working and post that calendar so all of them, so your whole family, your whole clan can see basically, you know, hey, guess what? Mom or dad are, you know, they're working today. There's the dollar sign on today's date, that kind of thing. Get family buy-in because then they'll reinforce if they see you screwing around on a day where you're supposed to be working, they'll probably playfully or depending on the age of the hmm. kids and the snarkiness of the kid, they might, they might actually start <laughs> holding you accountable. Well, that's right. <laughs> and you're also setting some expectations for them that this is how your 100 days is going to go. 
So four rules to commit to before you accept the $100,000 in a 100-day challenge. This is today's podcast. Tomorrow we will start the actual plan. But you've got to commit to these four things first. Point number A, you will have to actively contact both people you already know as well as those you don't know. People you know are past clients, people in your sphere of influence, and agent referrals. Many of those people are in your contacts of your smartphone or they're in your database. Same idea. People you don't know are everyone else. The question is, are you willing to speak with both in order to earn 100,000 in 100 workdays? Now that is hedging against the fact that not all of your transactions will happen immediately from your database. We know that these are your favorite people to talk to. We want you to do that. But in order for you to get into momentum and actually accomplish this big sales streak, you're going to have to talk to people you don't know as well. And remember, the key word uh, to point uh, letter A is speak to, not mail, not digitally, you know, Facebook them or Twitter them or whatever. You have to speak to them. That's what's going to make the difference. Everyone else is leaning into digital. You need to lean into actual, real human contact. Analog. As strange as it is, the analog version of you is going to be more successful faster than the digital version of you. And I know that flies in the face of everybody, but think about it from your own perspective. How many ways do people try to, you know, solicit you on a regular basis through digital out like a billion. You don't even know because you've learned to filter it out versus how many people have actually reached out to you in a meaningful way using a script or using a you know a conversation outline that is designed to you know show sincere interest in you and then as a side stream benefit to you, uh, elicit them for a uh, you know a referral, right? Nobody. When is the last time you heard from anybody, even your friends, your family, your loved ones, even you know your mom? When is the last time anyone called you? They all do things digitally. Be the person that calls. It'll give you an unfair advantage in the marketplace, especially as everyone starts hitting the easy button and tries to do everything through AI. Well, and what I what I think you're saying is not that the social stuff and the long tail things don't have value. They do. But we're talking about $100,000 in 100 days, guys. And we know exactly what you just said, Tim, because when we do events and we say, okay, let's just say that you have to take 10 listings in the next 10 weeks, what would you do? And you know what every agent says? I would call, every sentence they answer with is, I would call, I would talk to you know it's true. You just try and do it the passive way. Same thing. We're at the same event. We've asked the question and we'll ask them, where did those, uh, like, you know, we'll pick out Bob in the front row, right? And Bob, how many houses have you sold so far this year? And Bob will say 10. I say, how many of those were buyers versus sellers? It's usually 50-50. Mm -hmm. Bob, where did those deals come from, especially on the listing side? Every single time it's going to have come from, 99% of the time, it's going to have come from a center of influence past client, but most importantly, a direct contact. Yes. Because guys, the saturation level with digital has been far, uh, you know, surpassed. Yeah. Everyone's doing everything digitally because it allows agents to no longer to to think that they can avoid having conversations with people. And the conversations that they need to be having with people are the ones where you're bringing value to the conversation. Hey, Julie. So listen, I've been getting a lot of calls and emails from folks over the last you know, 60 days, everyone seems to be worried about what their home's value is. And so you don't have to worry about what's going on in the real estate market. What I'm going to start doing is calling every single folk, every, you know, person that I know, love and care about. And I'm going to give them a quick snapshot of what's going on in their home's value so they don't have to worry. 
Every single person's going to be re- yes. essentially responding in a positive way. And then, so Julie, I've got your first report for you now. Are you interested in letting in me telling you what your home's worth? Absolutely. Well, I got great news for you. You bought that house three years ago, and since then, it's more than doubled in value. Is that really true? It is true. There's comps oh out gosh. there. By the way, would you like me to do a more in-depth study on your home's value so you can have a real you know, drill-down idea of what your home's worth in this market? Heck yeah. There you go. Now, by the way, Julie, have you considered putting your house for sale? I mean, if all the numbers made sense... Uh, you know, and if you, you're seeing your house that you paid 400 is now worth 800, would that maybe have some, you know, if interest rates and other things made sense, would you consider you guys get it? Yes. That's called a conversation. Julie and Aram are obviously making it easy and doing it fast for the sake of mm-hmm. shining light on how simple these conversations are. But even if you never got to a conversation like that that was directly about real estate, you could always say, start out saying what I said. And if they said, no, I'm not interested in the CMA, you say, okay, great. I appreciate that. Well, I'll call you same time uh, of the month next month. By the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling that I should be helping in this market? So whether that turned into an urgent right now lead or whether it was just thank you very much for the information, always end with a, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling this market that I should be helping? You're also preventing that person from ever saying, after I had my closing, I never heard from my agent again. Right. We don't want that. Okay, so point number B, you should also know where your business came from last year and keep doing what did work. Commit to doing more of what worked. So for example, and I think this is probably my number one example, uh, just from coaching calls, uh, if you had five transactions from repeat clients last year, but you didn't have a system to speak with your database regularly, well, how many more repeat clients or referral clients could you create this year by being more drilled down on that source of business? I, you know, I see this also with our more experienced agents where an expired will call them. I always give them a hard time. Oh, I took an expired listing last week. Really? Did they call you or did you call them? And you took the listing, no problem, right? I'm not, you know, you're not rocking in the corner having hives from taking an expired. Well, what would happen if you actually... You mean from taking it, a center of influence and passing No, no, no. And when an expired calls them, oh. and the agent's like, oh, I listed an expired. Right? Oh, got it. But the expired called you. What would happen if you actually proactively called expireds, for example? So do more of what's working and less of what's not. Point number C, you must be willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Keep doing what you're doing and you'll keep getting what you're getting. If you want more faster, you have to, and you want to go to the next level financially, remember our 100,000 in 100 days, you must go to the next level with your skills, your discipline, and your consistency. And I know, and you know, Tim, that there are some listeners out there that are used to making 100,000 every 100 days. What would happen if you followed this plan and doubled it? So adjust accordingly, depending on your experience level and what you've already got in the pipeline. You, you know that saying, Julie, that you and I contrived a long time ago. Like, if you want ever increasing levels of success in your uh, success in your business and personal life, you must do you you must do what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Um, that is the most. That is perhaps one of the most underrated, uh, most looked over facts of life, and it's, it's astonishing to me how frequently. People who are in a or trying to be gurus or trying to be thought leaders, wherever the hell you want to call it, how frequently they 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 absolutely positively don't drill down on those core facts. You have to be willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level. They always try to make it about follow your passion or you know. um, I hear people say these you know woo woo things on such a regular basis. 
Uh, and I know some of them, a lot of them actually believe, well, I'm going, the universe is going to send me what I want, or I'm going to, you know, sure. all these things, right? But the fact is, is that you might be, what's the word that people try to use when they're trying to uh, have the universe create something for him? Manifest. That, manifest, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm, I'm trying to manifest this level of success. Okay, that's cool. So what are you doing to manifest that? And then they tell you, like highly successful people, what they're really saying is they're replacing the word manifest with I've set a goal, right? I've set a goal of basically earning a million dollars this year. And like, um, you know, I, they're not just sitting around in the yoga in yoga positions waiting for the universe to drop a million dollars on their lap. You then, again, highly successful, successful people that do use those types, those types of words, what they're doing, again, I'm going to say this twice, is they're replacing the word manifest with... Um, with setting a goal. So when you hear influential people say they're manifesting, don't go down the rabbit hole of thinking that they're not making taking massive action. Uh, I, they're not just sitting there wishing for it. Exactly. Anyone who's highly successful knows that basically it all comes back down to the actions that they take when they don't feel like taking those actions at the highest level. And if you want to call that manifesting, I think it's fantastic. Call it manifesting. But what you're really doing is you're working towards the achievement of a goal. So this goes back to to the, you know, if you cut through some of the, I think the language that's used nowadays, and for example, follow your passion, the money uh, will follow. Well, there is truth to that for sure, assuming that what your uh, passion is, is something that other people are willing to pay for. Yes. If your passion is something that other people aren't willing to pay for, it doesn't matter how much of a passion you have for that particular thing, you're not going to earn any money doing it. So we need to start, you know, being, hitting each other over the heads with the truth bat. Yes, keeping it real. Right, keeping it real because as you enter into this new year or maybe you're listening to this in 2024, the moral of the story is that your practical, tactical approach to life is what ultimately is going to earn you the highest levels of success. So it comes down to the number of people that you're – if you don't have everything you want in life right now, this is a philosophical approach to success, but I think it's true. If you don't have the health, the wealth, the happiness, the relationships, the financial security, all of those things – there's, there, it's not because you know someone's taken it away from you. It's not because you don't have the ability to earn it. It's not because you don't have uh, the, the market doesn't want you to be successful. It doesn't want it doesn't. It's not because you're too old or not educated enough or too fat, too skinny, too handsome, too whatever. Right? It's simply because you have not gotten your mind and really in a lot of ways your soul in alignment with the fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals in life, the more of your goals you will naturally accomplish. There's a direct correlation uh, to the number of people that you help to the amount of all those things that you want. That's it. So if you see somebody that's lacking, it's because they're not making a contribution to help other people. That is how this world that we all live in is wired. It's hardwired. We're born into that env- We're born into that reality. So don't struggle with it. And ask yourself, how can I help more people? What can I do? And, and as you as you evolve as a business owner, and maybe you're you know an entrepreneur by nature, and you're thinking, okay, well, now I've really mastered this real estate game. I'm really doing great. And maybe you want to move on. You want to do something else. What can you do to help more people at a higher level, more people at a higher level? And if you look to see the people that are most successful in life, it's because they either intuitively know that, read it, figured it out along the way. You know, the people making the most amount of money are the people that are making the greatest contributions to the most people. That's it. It's not that difficult. Well, it's why we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So that we can be of service to all of you, our dear listeners. I really like that you, um, you know, kept it real for them because there is so much of this woo-woo stuff out there that I'll just manifest if I just think about it long enough and journal enough about it and meditate on it that it surely has to come to me. 
And, you know, some of you have tried that and you're getting some success, but you will run out if you don't back it with skill, if you don't back it with action. You can call it inspired action. You can call your action part of manifesting, but you can't just be passive about it. The reason that stuff grades me in particular is because oftentimes when people become really successful, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. Mostly I hear this in business podcasts. They won't actually talk about the shit show, the dumpster fire, the hell that they had to go through to become successful. To get to where they are. They want to make themselves sound like there's some sort of spiritual entity that was dropped down on earth by God that immediately was ordained to be successful. They never tell the story about all of the work that went into it. Mm-hmm. In certain circles, it's almost against the culture to talk about struggle or working hard or the fact that it the does effort, t- you the know? effort. People don't like to talk about that. But there is no level of success that you'll ever succeed, real success that lasts long periods of time, that is not on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That is called the truth. Yes. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that because related to this, because I've been working on you know, how to present all of those thoughts as well. I was listening to a sales podcast, not specific to real estate, but they were talking about, you know, kind of like the manifesting thing, but there are salespeople that say, well, I just have a salesperson personality. And that means that everybody else that doesn't, you know, automatically think that they have a salesperson personality thinks that they stink, right? That's the reason you and I have a problem sometimes with the uh, the hackish way that DISC personality tests 100%. are delivered. Because people, I think this is where you were going. Yeah. People will basically do these DISC tests and they'll say, well, you're analytical, so you're not the sales type and then you're not going to be successful. You're not a driver. You're, you're not, not an influencer. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so here, here's where this went, which I really liked how they illustrated. They, they said that, you know, even if you do have a more naturally outgoing personality, that is going to run out after you do X number of transactions. Because not a, especially now when, you know, sales are a little bit more challenging, you're going to run out of easy, organic, repeat, and referral friend deals, right? And so if you have been living just on your personality, look at it this way. You can get a little further in real estate than you can in other things. The example they said was, let's say that you have to have a surgery, right? And you go in and you meet with the surgeon. The surgeon's like, I am so excited to operate on you. I can't wait. This is, this is my big day. Okay. I, I just, I love surgery. I've sharpened my knives. I've sharpened my knives. And you start, you're smart. You go, oh, this is interesting. I mean, I'd like you. You sound pretty interesting. How many of my type of surgeries have you done? And you go, well, this is my first one, but I've watched a lot of YouTube about surgery or let's make it about a pilot, right? You get on that plane and you know, you listen for the pilot and you know, you're sitting up front and you ask the pilot, you know, tell me about your, your uh, flying experience. And he goes, well, I have watched Top Gun 75 times. I cannot wait to take off. You, it's funny you should ask, Julie, um, you know, and, and have a nice, safe flight. But I literally am watching a YouTube video on how to fly this plane right now. I'm sure there's a checklist here somewhere. Exactly. Checklist for 747. Yes. Okay. So what are you going to react in those situations? You're going to get the heck off that plane. You're going to get out of that doctor's office, even though... They have the personality for it, even though they have oodles of energy and enthusiasm. You cannot rely on that for long. And so what you're trying to express to these folks is that they want to transcend whatever their current, you know, essentially level of success is. Yeah. You know, it always... Which might be decent. Right. And you and I are, I mean, the 
it's so funny. Some of these things you and I learned decades ago, they become mm-hmm. more and more relevant. But like the, the levels of mastery, right? Yes. So there's the unconscious competence or the unconscious incompetence. Yeah. That's right. It's where you don't know what you don't know. You're Blissful like, ignorance. Exactly. Well, yeah, blissful ignorance. That's where most of you are uh, with regards to uh, when you get into real estate or some of you, frankly, are in real estate for long periods of time and you stay in that mode. How do you know if you're in that mode if you're buying all of your business is a good sign? So then what happens is you move from the uh, unconscious incompetence phase, think about the words, to the conscious incompetence. And usually what happens is that's when you become a great coaching client. People that are in the unconscious incompetence phase are uncoachable. They will absolutely positively fight you on everything. Uh, you'll say something and they're going to go to YouTube and find a whole bunch of competing information. Yeah. You know, they're terrible clients. Well, frankly, we avoid them as coaching clients. That's just the truth because they just become real pains in the butt because they're not willing to actually um, you You're know, not open to changing. Right. So what has to happen is folks have to have, generally speaking, a couple knockdowns on the mat. And once they do, then what they become is consciously aware of what they don't know. So they become consciously incompetent. So you are now getting a life is delivering some hard lessons on what you don't know. And maybe if you're open, if you have frankly ego issues, you're really not, you're not willing to actually learn from those lessons and you're going to keep yourself in that phase of unconsciously incompetent. But if you're actually being introspective and you're somebody who's focused on growth and becoming the best version of yourself, then you're going to start saying, well, you know, know what? That was a crappy thing losing that listing. Or why did that buyer choose not to work with me? Or you're going to start really being introspective. You're going to stop blaming, oh, you know, the other agent told them a lower commission or a higher price or, you know, they had a whatever. You're going to stop making excuses while you're failing. You're going to say, I'm failing. This sucks. I don't want to fail anymore. That's when you're in the consciously incompetence phase. And then what happens is you become a coaching client of ours at Premier Coaching. And then you start getting your skills on. And then you start realizing all the things you don't know. You start becoming really, really excited because you see yourself. Oh, well, if I had known that, I would have gotten this. If I would have known that, I would have solved this problem. Those are the best coaching clients. And then what happens is you then transcend and you then become usually a one-on-one coaching client. You choose to hire one of our personal one-on-one coaches as your personal client. That's when you become consciously competent because then you start seeing yourself delivering Uh, You start literally feeling like you're the best version of yourself, a real estate agent. The things that come out of your mouth are effortless for the most part. You have to think a little bit. You have to prepare for a listing appointment. You have to, you know, you're you're still putting effort in. It's not all intuitive. You guys consciously competent, right? You're aware that you're good, but you're still it's still requiring effort. You're still following checklists. Nothing's happening intuitively. Well, most things aren't happening intuitively. Now, if you stay in that mode for long enough, what happens is you naturally transcend to the consciously competent phase. And that's where you basically know what you know. You don't really, if things start to get easy. Unconscious you, competence. Unconscious competence, yes. right. That's no, the, conscious that's competence. Four. Conscious competence. Okay. Right. We're conscious on the com- ascension then. Right. But okay. conscious competence is four. That's okay. That's, uh, no, autopilot. it's not okay. What are the four levels? Uh, okay. So you have unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. Conscious incompetence. You've discovered you need to learn stuff. Um, Conscious competence, you're learning, you are applying it, you have to think about what's coming out of your mouth, you have to prepare for your appointments, and then you get onto number four, which is like autopilot. You are so skilled that you are unconsciously competent. You really are, you know, at virtually every appointment you go on, you're winning. All right, so listeners, let's take a poll. Did I say it right? I think I did. 
Julie's, <laughs> Julie's okay. looking at me and glaring. Well, the problem is they all kind of sound like yeah. the same language, so I have to pause and clarify. That's fine. You could tell no Julie's, it, you know, Julie's the details person. You can clearly tell in our relationship. The nerd bag. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Well, okay. The so point's the same. The point's the same. And you have to fight to get to that phase. And maybe some of you have been in that phase with things like, you're like, when someone's thinking about hiring one of our coaches as a one-on-one coach, we always look for past successes because it's yes. indicative as to whether it'll be a successful clients. So we look for, we usually lean into, you know, what have you, all the way back to sometimes when they're like Zoe's age. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you've been successful at? Well, I won the spelling bee when I was in the third grade. Oh, that's good. Ah, how did you do it? Or I was an athlete. Athletes are great. Or I was in the military. Or I was an airline. We look for people that have had to go through a, I'd say a rigorous learning cycle in order to become competent. And when you find people like that, then always they become successful coaching clients. They will become successful faster because there's a relationship between... They know it intuitively. Right. You can say, well, stop making real estate so different, your success in real estate so different than your success as a pilot or as a rock star in a sport or something like that, because they'll go, I, I remember... The coaching call that I first learned that on was on a nationally ranked tennis player who was struggling in real estate. And I swear to you, as soon as she she had that thought, we had this conversation on a coaching call, why are you making the, the ascension through all of those stages of mastery in real estate so different than what you did in tennis? She said, well, let me think about that. I had to practice every day. I had to lose a few matches. I had to have a great coach. I had to get better at my craft. I had to have days where I had to do what I didn't want to do when I didn't want to do it. Sometimes I didn't feel like playing tennis. And then it was almost like there was this deep sigh. Oh, now I get it. This is just like that. The ones that are harder to coach are the ones that don't really have that in their background. And I'm going to own that because when I got in, when you and I started selling yep. real estate in our early 20s, mm-hmm. we sold over 100 homes our first year. Yep. I did not have any previous real high watermark successes. Mm-hmm. I was an average student. I, you had tons of them. Uh, you know, you were very competitive musically. Yep. I was not, I did not have anything like that. I was not an athlete. I was an average student. I never really had any home runs academically, nothing. I mean, I just was... And yet, you did it. Well, why? Because the first year in the business, I had gotten to the point where I wasn't willing to be average anymore. You wouldn't settle for it anymore. Exactly. And so our first year, we sold 103 homes. And if you haven't figured it out yet, Julie and I did it in tandem. I did most of the sales stuff. You know, uh, I hooked them, Julie cooked them. (laughs) That's what our little joke was. And so once they were in contract, Julie took them from there. And then she eventually started doing sales herself and became a great agent. But the moral of the story is, even if you don't have a storied, uh, you know, history of success, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful. It just means that real estate will be the first time that you did that. And, and that's go exciting. You. Yeah, and go you. But you got to realize that nobody skips a step in these phases of learning. Nobody yeah. skips. You can't just get into real estate, maybe in your little world, in your little brokerage. And I'm not being condescending. I'm just being realistic. If you're in some rural community where the average agent sells three houses a year and you roll in and you sell 12 or 15 and you're feeling like a rock star, don't settle there. We've had coaching clients that hire us because they've realized they become the big fish in a small pond. You're limiting yourself in a massive way. A lot of folks then will, you know, frankly, we get a lot of people um, moving over to our EXP Realty Group because they want to be part of an international real estate brokerage Mm -hmm. where now they're comparing themselves and they're learning from agents from not just their immediate market, but from all over the world. Because EXP is in 22 different countries and all the rest of it, right? So the moral of the story is always keep yourself challenged. Don't allow yourself to become complacent. 
make your life about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level, and then ever-increasing levels of success in your business and personal life just become who you are. It becomes natural. These ups and downs that people experience in life in all aspects, they're not necessary, honest to God. You can have one big arch, right? <laughs> you know, granted, at the end of the end of your days on planet Earth, generally speaking, the arch is a, has a downward slope. But the moral of the story is you can have ever-increasing levels of business uh, and personal success. Uh, you don't have to have ups and downs, bad months, good months, bad years, bad. You know, you can't, you don't have to go from, you know, you can throw out your fat genes if you committed to staying skinny. You get what I'm saying here? Does that make sense, Julie? Absolutely makes sense. But it does require effort. And so that brings us to point number D. You must ask for help when you need it. Don't waste time reinventing the wheel, sampling, trying things out, getting free downloads and seeing how it works out. Get help from our Harris Certified Coaches and join Premier Coaching so that you can have the daily support that you crave in this business. Just as you didn't settle for when we got into our real estate business and you said, I am going to make a change. I'm going to take control of this. This is the way that you guys get in control. Whether you've been in real estate for a while or whether you just got your license, it is your time. To this day, I yes. benchmark myself from that. Sure. To this day. And that mm -hmm. was... Almost, you know, it's damn long time. There's a lot ago. of houses ago. There's a lot of houses ago, right? A lot, a lot of coaching, coaching calls, calls ago. Right? A lot of podcasts well, ago. But the moral of the story is that became my new. So I didn't have any. You know, you redefined yourself, though. And all of you, this is your. This is the point. This is where hoping to motivate you to realize you can do it as well. No matter how old you are, how young you are, how experienced you are, how educated you are, all the none of those things matter. The first 100 days as you roll into 2024, and if you're listening to this and, you know, it's April of 2024. It still applies. It still is relevant, right? But you can hit hard reset on your life. You just have to tell yourself, this is what it feels like to be in the right place at the right time. Julie and I are in our coaching organization. This podcast, our best-selling book, Harris Rules, all of, the, all of the things that you find yourself surrounded with when you're uh, part of Julie and I's orbit will do nothing other than reinforce you becoming the best version of yourself. Now is the time. Stop procrastinating. Today is the first day of everything that you can create. Remember, guys, if you're struggling mentally, emotionally with some of the concepts we're ex exposing you guys to, you got to understand, Julie and I didn't think this way out of the, you know, when we, when we were younger, frankly, out of the license stamp, we had yeah. to earn yeah. the knowledge through droves of coaching calls and lots of experience. Um, and what we've seen, uh, repetitiously over very long periods of time that success leaves clues and success follows a pattern, successful people's uh, patterns and their habits are easily emulated. Choose to follow and do what other people who've already been successful or what you hope to do. Just do what they did. Copy. And that's what joining uh, Premier Coaching is all about. So your homework from today's podcast is to scroll down below, read today's notes. We're going to pick up tomorrow. We left off today on part two. Have a fantastic day. I'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.